0: Welcome back to The Francisca Show, a Jewish coffeehouse podcast, the show on which everyday creatives share their unique journeys. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, music producer, and podcast coach, and also your host. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am so happy to be back here with another wonderful singer, songwriter, and coach, So we are here today with Caro Dayan from Argentina, and I'm so excited to be talking to another fellow Coalicia singer who has put out beautiful music into the world, who has a jazz background, and who lives in a completely different world than we do here, (laughs) wherever you're listening to. Well, reach out to me and let me know where you're listening from, and I'm so grateful to everyone who reaches out. And here we are. Welcoming Caro onto the show.
1: Hi Francisca, how are you? So glad to be here speaking with you.
0: So nice to have you. Have you listened to the podcast ever?
1: Yes, I've listened to some of them. I, I always find them very very interesting. The themes you choose are so so interesting for us that we are artists in this uh, in this world. So thank you. I really like what you do. I really like your work and and your consistent work. I really admire that. So I'm very happy to be here speaking with you. And hope I hope you could we could understand each other. I, I, Absolutely! I, no, I'm so, so, so excited. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't wait to get started. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing, your background. How did you get started in music? Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about your religious background as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, in a secular, not religious family. Uh, I studied um, in Jewish schools, so I learned Hebrew, and we only kept the you know the usual hagim. We are we were a traditional family. And um, when I finished my school, I started medicine. I started to study medicine, med school. But, um, and also I started uh, acting and singing at the same time. But a TV presenter found me somewhere and she told me, hey, we have a show, would you like to do an audition? And I said, okay, yes. So I did the audition and it was successful, and I started a TV show by the time. So my I was so excited, and so my med school plans were no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> they went out into the they toilet. Went out
1: <laughs> and I started this kind of career in, in you know, in acting and singing. But then um, I was doing a lot of, you know, advertising and a lot of little things here and there, and movies and TV shows. Um, but I decided to go to study to New York, so I went to City College to study music, um, which I was I, I really liked jazz music. So I started, and I, I stayed there like three and a half years. And I came back to Argentina and was signed by Sony Record and did my first CD with my own music, which was not jazz, but was there were my own songs. And I started, you know, a career. I was going up rising right? career. And I did another CD in Spain. I went to Spain and there when I was writing, I did it, I recorded. And when I when I was about to release that record, I you know I came to Rosh Hashanah and I wanted to be with some people. I didn't want to be alone, so I I called the community there and they set me up to go to to a Rosh Hashanah dinner. And there I met I met so wonderful people and I felt so good and I felt so um, well received and I felt so. I don't know, warm. I wasn't religious at all. My family was so scared that I was going to Spain, and so they invited me to a Shabbat. I went to that Shabbat, and it was so good. I met a, a, a guy there that I really liked, you know, and, well, finally, I to make the story short, I started to study Torah, and I really liked it, and um, I decided to go farther and farther, and they say, "Well, you cannot. You have to eat kosher." Okay, yes, kosher. I have to dress like this. Yes, perfect. It was my truth. I found that it was really my, my truth. My soul was yes. This is my emet. So I went.
0: And when they said, "Now you have you can't sing your whole career," what happened then?
1: Well, it was really um, for me when I when I found that it. You have to do that, that, and I said, okay, no problem. I want to do what. So you Michelle gave wants up. For
0: me. You gave up your career. Mm-hmm. You said I, I cannot perform my, on Shabbat, yes. and I cannot wear the costumes and gowns <laughs> they want you to wear. Is that what happened? Like, could you tell us a little bit more about what that was like?
1: It was like that from one ta- one day to the other. I didn't release my uh, new album. And I said, I'm not going to perform in front of men, so it doesn't make any sense to release this new record. And I left it like that.
0: Were they so upset at you?
1: Yes. At the beginning, I didn't know what to say because they were so, you know, artists and they were people who would never understand what was happening to me. So at the beginning, I disappeared. Was not okay for them. But I got married with this person I met that Shabbat, with my husband, and uh, we, we started to make a family. And I, I kept on performing and doing things for women, but all that career that was happening, I gave it up. At that time, it made sense.
0: And how long did it take from that day or that Shabbat that you were in Spain? Can you tell us a bit of the timeline? What was that? It
1: was maybe a few months when I started studying and I was really convinced about it. And um, it was about to start to happen again. And I just let it go. I just um, didn't, maybe a few months.
0: You go to New York, you study music, it's your passion. Then you get picked up by Sony and they send you to... Spain. This all takes a couple of years. How, How did it happen? Was it something you were chasing or did they come to you? Because the way you sound like you let it go, it almost sounds like it just fell into your lap and then you easily let it go. Or was it something you were pursuing and chasing and then you let it go easily? I would like some perspective. I think our listeners would like some to understand a little more too.
1: At the beginning, I was it was something i was really chasing at the beginning and when it happened it was so good i was very happy about it but in the in the, in the meantime i was i could tell that this world was not easy for me
0: tell me more about that
1: i i it was not easy it was uh, very pushy it was very competitive it was very I felt very exposed, you know? It it was supposed to be something I really liked, but at the same time, I've seen that it was very pushy. At the end, I was not doing exactly what I wanted to do because they, you know how it is. They say you have to do songs that are, you know, um, commercial, more popular, more commercial. when I heard what I did, I was not really convinced about some of the songs I was doing. And the thing that you have to really be like beautiful, very like exposed and and all that, and I felt it was I was not very comfortable. At the beginning, it was great, but then I I, w- I was feeling I was not very comfortable with this. And I've seen it was very hard for me. I wanted a family, you know. I wanted a family. I wanted I wanted kids, and I, and I was quickly perceiving that this was going to be not easy in this environment.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for going into this. I know for you, it's something you rejected and that you want to forget. But I think this is such an important part of your story because many Orthodox women out there, I think, at least for me, we're so curious about what's possible. And I know that there's so much not goodness that there's so many bad things about the industry and it's not worth pursuing because it doesn't go in hand with a family or traditional or or a lifestyle that's wholesome it's very you sell yourself as a brand and it's not good but at the same time musicians who are striving to be more professional want to get access to that industry because they have a lot of marketing they have a, a big distribution they have potential for really building a brand so its I don't know if it's conflicting for other people but it's definitely interesting and intriguing for me so thank you for going into that okay so now let's continue with your story
1: I built a family we moved back to Argentina I wanted to be with my family and so I, I kept doing things like I started teaching like most of us I've seen in your podcast of lots of singers and most most of them they teach which is great and I think I would have done it anyway because it's it's very good to share and people love to sing so I started teaching and I I started well performing for women so uh, but mostly I've raised my kids for all these 10 years now um, the last few months when all this started, um, something happened to me as well. I had a problem, I had a a health issue, nothing serious, just happened to me. And I felt something inside of me that I I had to do it again in a different way. So in all these 10 years, I couldn't sit down and compose or uh, do new songs. I just couldn't do it. They said, "Oh, but you were doing all these things, and now you're not doing anything again. You're just performing here and there." And I said, "I just didn't feel to. I didn't want to do it. It just didn't came. It didn't come to me." But this, um, what happened to me, this uh, maybe almost one year ago, was very. Authentic and it was very strong for me and I felt that I had to do it again. So I just started to do it again and it all came back to me. Okay, the songs the the music and <clears throat> I just started to do it again in a different way. No, you, know, you can we cannot go now and do it just like I did before but um I started to do things like I put songs uh, online, which I didn't do before, um, and I wanted I wanted to prove to myself and to other artists, which are not only singers, that you could do your thing, your passion, your art, your mission in this religious world and it's very important to me because I see lots of examples of women who left everything women who who were so passionate about something not only music and they just left it away and and then they feel they, they didn't feel good about themselves and if you you know them if We don't feel good about ourselves, and we we don't feel um,
0: we can't support the people around us and be exactly helpful and nurturing. Exactly.
1: exactly. So, it, so I did a little readjustment to my to my career, to put it in in a way.
0: So this is where you transitioned into coaching for artists.
1: Yes, I've started to study coaching uh, two and a half years ago. And now, yes, I have my my deg- degree or certification, and I am doing this new project, not only that I'm doing my new songs and uh, releasing them, which is, I'm so happy about it, and my family are so happy about it as well. Um, but also I am supporting, I'm doing this workshop about um, helping other artists or other people to um pursue their potentials and to coach their um it's it's about creativity you do you know the the, the book the artist way from julia cameron well it's a it's a process in which you uh, unfold your uh, creativity right it's based on that and it's a an amazing amazing process and we adapted to the religious, uh, to the Hashem world, right? Because it says the creativity comes from Hashem and you have the potential to um, to create. So I'm doing this, I'm starting this new project, which I'm very uh, excited about it. And um, yes, so I'm building bridges into both worlds which is which I found is very healthy and it's very uh makes me happy and I and I hope makes others happy too I love that
0: okay so I like to keep episodes interesting and different and my I'm listening to my heart right now and it wants to go into this direction so allow me to go there so I'll use some stereotypes and and I'll say you come from a Sephardi background so you get married and it's your husband's role to provide for the family. You rejected your financial crazy opportunity of a career that you let go of for religion, for your family, for your life. And when you came back after your health experience and journey that reawakened your dream and passion for music, when you came back, was it truly a spark of passion and hobby? Or was it a desire to build a career and financial independence for yourself?
1: It was the first the first option, which I consider it very important for me. But yes, you have that. Um, I have that other concern as well, now that we are a family. So yes, so yes, yes, it's an issue. Like for all of us, it's very hard to make a... Uh, to make an income from our art and from out of music, and especially in the context that we are as uh, Jewish uh, religious women, it's very hard. It's an issue that I'm, I'm trying to figure out right now, to be honest. Um, I think that it's not only teaching the way to, to build a financial stability, I think that you could, we could do other things. Like for me, I compose music for others, right? I write lyrics for others, which I make uh, an, an income from that, okay? But yes, we have that pressure now that we are family. We have that. So I, I really have to figure out how to continue. I don't have the answer, I'm sorry. I'm in that journey as well. But uh, we have to... We have to find a way to do it. I, I don't like to think that this is a, such an, a negative side of, of doing what we love. I really hear that in all the, of the comments of other singers, but I, I, I don't want to, to feel that that's the only, the only way to go. I really want to find other ways to, be, um, to pursue my, my passion, and to build a financial possible world
0: to it. I love that. It's it's true. It's a very individualized journey. It's not it's not so cookie cutter and very clear cut. You know, this is your path to earning an income as a musician. Every musician has to find their balance of what they feel comfortable with, what they feel compensates them for their talent and energy and time right that's why I think so many creatives end up either working with coaches or working as coaches or both in many cases because that's the only education and support system that allows for this creativity to be sustainable and healthy and have a healthy relationship with it inside your life as a Jewish Orthodox woman, as a mother or wife, and single women, especially single women. Okay, (laughs) so you have rejected the music career as a single woman. Has meeting your future husband had anything to do with that decision? I know I'm going back in time, but was it like, oh, I fell in love, then I decided to become religious, or did I become religious and then find the husband, how did that work chronologically?
1: It came at the same time because I met him and at the same time I started studying, I was going to India. You know, I, I was always a very spiritual person. I was I was about to travel to India to do a spiritual retirement, I would call it, and I didn't go because I found in Torah my truth. I said, this is true for me. I uh, every other um, thing things that I, I was reading, it felt, I felt empty at some time, at some point. But Torah was really meaningful for me. But, and then I, I met my husband at the same time. You know, I met him at the shul in a Shabbat. I met him and I met the rabbi at Torah. So it was all, at the same time i fell in love he was not telling me listen if you want to marry me you just have to leave everything he was not telling me that he would not he would not tell it, tell it to me now because he really wants me to fulfill my my uh, dreams and everything so it was about myself i felt that it was a time to put all my energy in, build, in building a family and i'm not a super multitask person. If I um, it was about to pursue my career, it wouldn't have been room for a family because I know how it is how it is. So uh I decided I made a choice I made a choice.
0: And how old were you?
1: I was not so young, Francisca, like you are. <laughs> I was almost your age, I think. And or more, thirty something.
0: So Talk to me about some of your new releases, your recent projects.
1: My new music, I've done four songs. I have a lot more, but I only did four. First, because it's not, um, as you know, it's not, um, it's very expensive to do music. I read your story about that. And I was very like, wow, it's so expensive doing music. And it is when you do it uh, on your own right i was I was uh, and back in time everyone did it for me i didn't have to put any money but when you do it when you when you do it by yourself when are you out to produce your music and your it's expensive Very it's expensive. not easy yes. and you don't know what would happen i read a story <laughs> about that and i was like wow why is it like that and and it started pod- podcasting which is what that you found that was more uh, rewarding. I read the story and it was very interesting. interesting. But um, so I've done four songs, and the songs, uh, they speak about my world now, which is not the world it was back then. No, some of the songs I did, I cannot sing them now, okay? So they speak about my world as it is right now, things I want to share and to spread. Which is uh, which I haven't I haven't before. I was not a. I didn't have this mission that I feel I have now. So in order to do that, I had to cross a little bit. Um, how to put it? A little thin line. I had to cross it a little bit, a little bit, because I. I
0: so what's the line? Financially no, or no, not financially. religiously.
1: For me, putting my songs, for example, on Facebook, I didn't do it before. I didn't think I would have done it before. Okay, in right. social uh, media. So, but I felt I had to do it because my um, the things I want to to share, I want I want to reach to other people, people who are so far away from spirituality, from uh, from a sham. And I wanted them to see okay, there is an artist who is Shomer Shabash, uh, Shomer Mitzvot, and she does her thing. Maybe in America it's different, but here in in other countries it's not so, um, you know, pigeon hold, uh, yeah, I don't know how to express it. Yeah. Here it's different. Um, so I'd like to, people to see okay, this this uh, woman does her thing and she shares it in a in a good way in a cultural way so you can do things and I want people other people who are not or anything that see yes you could do and you could spread the world you can uh, convince other people to to follow um, to see Hashem, to see the truth to see spirituality in art with art so that so I saw, I've seen that. This is my new journey.
0: I love it. Where can people find you?
1: Well, you know, you know better. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. At Cairo Diane, Diane, right? Yes, Caro Diane by, in Instagram. And uh, Caro Diane Besodon, who's my, my husband's uh, last name, in um, Facebook. Yes, on Facebook
0: amazing. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Any last words that you'd like to share?:
1: It's so important for me, I think, to build a community of artists, artists who are in this world, and it's so nice to have um, people like you who, are, who really who really care about it and do a lot and share lots of tools to deal with this. Things that we, we deal as artists and I would like I'm thankful for found, have found uh, you and found other artists for which, which who shares this journey and add authenticity hope we we all find authenticity in this um religious world and artists' world.
0: Absolutely. And you perform now? Do you perform at women's events pre-COVID?
1: Yeah, with female... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did... We've done lots of uh, theater things. It was called Just for Ladies. Uh, We did events with professional women artists, like theater dancers and singers. We did this event with hundreds of women that would pay the um, ticket. And we did we did it in theaters and we did it it was very very nice, uh, but this was back then. Now I don't know how it, it will be in right. the future. Of course, I don't know about the future.
0: <laughs> That's okay. You future, don't have to know the, the future. future.
1: The future is dinner, yeah. I my friends. Future is dinner. Love that. We, we, we're having for dinner. Love that.
0: Thank you so much, Carol. It was so lovely talking to you. Thank you, friends. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, subscribe, and if you're listening on an iPhone, leave us a five-star review. But if you'd like to reach out about my music, coaching, or podcast services, email me at k at gmail.com. Also, check out the show notes for all the links. See you next time.